You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High in your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their lands they will bear you up foot so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The word of the Lord. 
The struggle is real. I did an informal query on social media this week about what precedes this phrase, the struggle is real. And I had all kinds of answers. Finding a pair of matching socks, the struggle is real. It's been 13 months since I went fishing, the struggle is real. A new huge dog that is loving but stubborn. The struggle is real. We're out of bourbon. The struggle is real. And the one more I realized this morning, springing forward. The struggle is real. <laughs> Funny even real, but perhaps first world struggles. Some others shared their true reflections of their daily lives and the world we live in. Being in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. The struggle is real. Caring for my mom who lives with dementia. The struggle is real. Balance. Being a public school teacher. The empathy one feels towards those one serves and yet maintaining self-preservation. The struggle is real. And others shared Struggles of faith and church. Dealing with intentional arrogance or ignorance, which includes bigotry. Finding a balance between caring and worrying and believing that God has our back. Being the church in an anti-Christ, alternative gospel, fake church culture. The struggle is real. We have real struggles. And the struggle was real for Jesus too. As we are familiar with this text, Jesus has been led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, where he has had nothing to eat. He is famished. And by this time, Jesus' hunger meter has been fully activated. Jesus is vulnerable. And the one who meets Jesus in this vulnerable situation is the devil. These struggles are real. But these temptations are not garden variety, but targeted on this vulnerable Jesus as the Son of God. 
When we are in the midst of such struggles, it would be nice to snap our fingers and easily fix the struggle, would it not? You're out of bourbon? Snap, you got some. Monday mornings? Snap, it's Friday. Extra money to pay the bills? Snap, there it is. More hours in the day? Get all your stuff done. Away with the ridiculous and nonsense people? Poof, you're gone. It would be nice to find a shortcut. Bread for the masses? There it is. Power, prestige, snap of the fingers. That's what Jesus could have done. But that's not what Jesus does. Instead, he chooses to live into who God calls him to be, and he chooses the long way. He chooses the hard way. The first Sunday of Lent always engages this particular temptation story. And the problem with Jesus' temptation story, and particularly during this liturgical timing with Lent, is that we quickly switch the focus from Jesus' struggles to our own. Lent has its history of suggesting that for the next 40 days, we should be about examining those things in our lives that tempt us and to give them up accordingly. And if we don't give up something for Lent, well, what kind of Christian are you? But beyond recognizing and acknowledging and noting that Jesus is Jesus and we are not, there is something we can draw from this story and wrestle with as we journey through Lent. Jesus authentically lives his authentic self in this story. He honors and lives out who God created and calls him to be. Jesus fully accepts his identity, and lives fully into his vocation. And in doing so, he participates in God's glory. We don't have to be Jesus in order to do the same. In a world where we too often believe others have a better perspective on who we are than our own self, or when others seem quite eager to comment on who you need to be or should be, and because too often we live in systems of oppression that even we don't see, when we have become too scared of our own voice because we don't want to rock the boat or upset people or are taught that it's not appropriate manners, and so we hush our mouths and we keep complacent and we hide our true selves 
and our voice. When we put our faith in others instead of God, until we forget who we are and who we are chosen to be and who God has called us to be, that seems to be a truth that is tested every single day. That struggle is real. What does it look like to stop doubting our identity as one claimed by God? What if we were to believe God's word? You are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. As I've shared this Lent, we will explore the theme of cultivating and letting go. And each week through worship and study, we will consider what is God, God cultivating in and through us, and what are we willing to let go of to allow that something new to grow. One of the kids said in Jamie's questions, what season is it? March. It is March. You also said, someone said spring. That's right. What if we were to remember that Lent actually means spring? Lent is short for lengthen. The days are getting longer, and the ground is softening, and it will be time to plant and spring forth new life. What if this season, this Lent, this spring, we remind ourselves that this is a time to wake ourselves up from the slumber of hiding who we are and begin cultivating who God is calling us to be. Let it be so.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Divine Spirit, we gather as a community of faith, supporting each other as we move on our soul's journeys, seeking to be part of your visible presence in this world. We gather to give thanks for our manifold blessings, those we recognize and those we fail to appreciate because we take them for granted. Help us become more aware of the bounteous goodness of our earth and take care of it, not exploit it. We ask your continued blessing on this community as we grow in faith, in caring for all of your people in places high and low, for we know we will meet you everywhere. Help us to love your world in all its manifestations, for it is there that you are to be found. Lead us in the paths that you would have us go and help us travel in joy, sharing your love with the all as we go. We pray in the name of Jesus the Christ, the example of your love for the world. Amen. Beloved friends, God wishes to be seen and wishes to be sought. God wishes to be awaited and to be trusted. There are multitudes of individuals who long for God, who are seeking God but do not know where or how to search. May this church, this congregation, be a lamp to light the pathway for those who are seeking our offerings, financial and other, help us to shine our collective light brightly so that fellow seekers might find their way. Give that we might shine more brightly.
let us pray. O God, we offer these gifts, tithes and offerings, for the building of your beloved community on earth. Bless the gift and the givers. Bless all who offer time, talent, and treasure in your service. We offer in prayer and in your holy name. Amen. You may be seated. 